Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me to kill me. If Karga said you were coming, we have your border. I like those odds. Hello, bonjour, and welcome to Forest Moon Radio, an X-Wing Miniatures podcast. Forest Moon Radio is a twice-monthly podcast talking about all things Star Wars, with a huge emphasis on the X-Wing board game. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Forest Moon Radio. I'm Luke, or Lou the Lunatic, and I'm here with two very special guests. We got Dave Roy and Justice Hey, everybody. Oh, sorry. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right it, it's been a few weeks since our last recording sorry not sorry and we're uh we're just here to chill talk about uh the last x-wing event of note and just kind of talk about what we've been up to what we're looking forward to and uh we might even get off the topic of star wars so we'll see what happens so we have oh well, first off how are you guys doing like what have you guys been up to i've been enjoying summer Honestly, <laughs> I'm not teaching, and it's been nice after this past year. Yeah, totally, totally the a bit of the opposite for me, but doing well. Uh, work's finally picking up now that things are opening up here again. So, yeah, I'm just yeah. glad to be working full time again. Yeah, my um, my shop is right beside a barber shop, and up here in Ontario. Barbershops and hairdressers are just allowed to open again this past Wednesday, so it has been crazy. That's for sure. But yeah, we just had Canada Day uh, yesterday. I'm not sure uh, if the were the barbers open because I was. No, no, everything was closed yesterday. Fourth well, of July is coming up down south there. Fourth of July is this Sunday. Uh, I'm not doing anything for it, so. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a holiday though, right? Like everything's kind of probably closed. I mean, it's in the middle of summer, so for me, everything's. But yeah, it, everything's closed like the next Monday and stuff. And if you want to go out and blow things up, uh, that's encouraged here. Yeah, yeah. We're just playing D and D that day. Well, that's all right with the family. Anyway, um. I figure this is a good time. We can just jump into the the latest uh, GSP event. Uh, they had the Lamu hyperspace event, one of their galaxies. Oh. So, so this was a gold, this was a Gold Squadron. Uh, yeah, presentation. it was their Gold Squadron, uh, like weekend, one of their weekend events. Okay, and what's is is Lamu one of the planets in the Star Wars universe that I don't know? L- let's do a Wikipedia dive. Oh, perfect. What is Lamu? Posting it in the Discord. I actually found about out about it recently, only because of this, and. Uh, yeah, if you're a big fan of Rogue One, it's one of the planets from that. It's in the Outer Rim, in the Ryobalo sector, and it included the Urso family. Oh, is that where they were caught at the beginning? Yes. Okay. That's where the Urso farm was. It's a cool looking planet. It's where, it means uh, prosperity tra- in Nemoidian. Yeah, that's all there kind of is to it. <laughs> one of the Outer Rim planets where uh 
they talk about it in Master and Apprentice. That's I have to go back and reread that section. Maybe that was a good book. That was the. um, That was about Obi Wan and uh, Qui Gon. Oh okay, yeah. I I know there's a few books that kind of kind of came out around the same time, and some of them were Count Dooku and. It Count Dooku is involved in it. Oh okay. But yeah. There's the Count Dooku book. There, and there was, did they re, they released one that was Count Dooku and young Qui-Gon, wasn't there also? That was, uh, so Master and Apprentice did like a side-by-side of talking about young Qui-Gon and then Qui-Gon training Obi-Wan. Okay. So like it was at the, talking both at the same time type of thing, flipping. Alright, yeah, so I thought it was kind of funny to name a, that planet in, the, in this galaxy's qualifier, but. Yeah, they're probably just running out of planets yeah. to pick. <laughs> well, they've already done he, one Galaxies, and this is the second one, so... I mean, he probably wanted to make a pin. The planet looks pretty, the picture. With the ring yeah, around like it. it's like a Saturn. A blue yeah. Saturn. My memory of the movie, though, is it's kind of like a charred, rocky planet, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, some potatoes. <laughs> so, yeah, though, I mean... It was hyperspace, so some of the lists yeah. that you would see comes up a lot. Yeah, so it, it is a lot different than the, the meta in the Australian event. Just because it is hyperspace, there are a lot less lists that are good, and the ones that are good stick out a lot. So you have, like, we don't have to go over old, though, kind of go over the ones that kind of sticked out to us but there are a few you had a lot of barons yeah barons with disciplined you know what let's just go over the list because there are some interesting ones here sure man Uh, so i have it clicked on the cut button and i'm kind of scrolling down to the top 16 here i'll start off with our uh with a familiar looking separatist list here daniel leone and i or Epionic, we kind of um, finagled with this kind of list. This one included Sam Wessel on one of the HMPs, but we have DGS-047 uh, with Sam Wessel, uh, probe droids, and the stabilizers. Two geo-prototypes with sync laser cannons and the stabilizers, and General Grievous with Kraken and Pervium plating and Solus one. So Daniel and I fiddled around with this. I believe DGS had uh, some kind of missile on him instead of Sam Wessel, but it is a very similar list, and, and it is very good and these hmps are pretty squirrely and grievous if you let if he's able to flank he does some heavy damage so i I feel like the strategy behind this list is to bait them to come joust these hmps and then just take grievous off to behind so yeah yeah and with those um probe droids plus the kraken those are very heavily modified shots those side slips just circling around you it's kind of so hard to y'all, approach. Y'all toured with Grievous? I mean, I is... Don't, I don't fly Captain him a lot. Is Captain Seer hyperspace? I don't think so, so never mind. I do. I love Grievous, but he gets expensive. Especially with Kraken on there. Yep. I kind of like the like the 50-point Grievous with just the Solus one. I feel like I don't see a lot of four-ship Separatist lists either. I mean, I know I haven't played in a long time, but it's not a typical it's... list for... No, usually you go like... You know, Django Zam or Swarm. Right. Yeah, well, good job, Sebastian. It's, uh, it's a cool little list. And the inclusion of Zam Wessel just 
gives the extra target locks and the bonus attacks. Um, and makes 047. everyone healthy. Yeah, O47 technically has the ability to hand out double strain if you're lined up, but that probably doesn't happen too often. We next have a resistance list, which, you know, you don't see a lot of resistance that often. Not, um, especially in hyperspace. Yeah. Uh, you do, you had, know, um, do you know which Poe this is? I do not off the top of my head. This yeah. is um, just regular old, old school. Or regular Poe. Po. Yeah. But no record of Commander Poe in, in meta that I've seen. So Poe with R4, Overdrive, and of course Foils. Jess... ZZ, Rose, I mean, Prockets on ZZ. It's a good list. I see why it did well. Like, you have two X-Wings. You have Rose, who gets re-rolls for days, and C-3PO there. Um, And then ZZ's aggravating. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar to the Carson Ray list in... XTC? In XTC, except, except ZZ, he has Lulu with Lone Wolf. Uh-huh. But there's no overdrive thrust around Poe either. But he has heroic on there, and he has a bit of a bit. We got a, a first order list here, Dave. You want to tackle that for us? Uh, Daniel Wachnik. I hope I said that correct. He's uh, got Wachnik. Wachnik. Yeah. So Major Von Reg with da- Daredevil, Kylo Ren with Extreme Maneuvers, and Recoil, who I don't recognize, with Predator. Recoil is another. Um, is that a tie BA? Oh, it's a silencer. Yeah. So his ability is anything in range one treated as if it's in bullseye. Ooh. So you can just be in range one and he'll have a reroll no matter what because of predator. Oh, I see. Okay, cool. cool. You, you can say... like, yeah, you can make a bunch of stuff with that, like proton rockets and stuff. If you so want. this is a very AC dodgy yes. list. Oh, I like, I like. He's an it's an I four silencer. I okay. want to say I practiced against. It might not have been Daniel, but this list, it's very maneuverable. Oh yeah, but. It's interesting, um, like, just the choice between recoil and rush. It all depends on what kind of list you're going for. I do like when people play around with rush. I mean, it is kind of fun to to bet whether or not he's going to die right away when he gets pinned down, or if you're going to get that one haul of damage and then you have an I-6 on the board. But this, uh, I'm sure this, um, you're kind of aiming to not take any damage. But recoil is your trading piece. Uh, next, we got um, Sammy. We got Netter here. I thought I recognized him. Yeah. yeah. He's been He's on been a couple times. This... He is a great V1 pilot. Yeah. Yeah, we we were chatting a bit. I was saying congratulations for getting into the cut. Unfortunately, top 16, which means that he got cut out um, the first round of the cut. Same thing happened to me, but, I mean, it's a great list. It's just... Very good. Those um, those five ships with three agility, and the force very hard to take down. The force sight take, abilities take to take focus. multiple shots a turn. Yeah. yeah, he does. Watching some games, he takes foresight shots very like liberally if he gets it. Like he's not afraid to spend that the force um, the force and let them know that they're in bullseye. Well, the nice because... thing is you can st- you can spend the force, and then even during engagement, uh, the engagement phase, you can still get that foresight attack without spending the force. Right, but what I mean, foresight happens before their action. So if it's a boosting ship, you're letting them know you're my foresight, and they can boost out or barrel out. 
but he is very like willing to spend it. So that I mean, he is a great pilot with those ships. Yeah, and in, in hyperspace, this list is just brutal. Yep. To try and take down. Uh, so good job, Sammy. Uh, next we got Rob. This list is what um, one arm Billy. I, this list is something that's coming about. Sometimes it's called Hobbies Heroes. It's being talked about. So yeah, you have. I haven't heard about Hobby being talked about as a great pilot. Just kind of a filler a wing. Right. It's just in this like type of thing. It seems to. I don't know. Some I've heard some people talk about it. I'm helping one or two people practice for an LS the LSO, which we'll talk about later. But they mentioned this list. And it's four Red Squadron veterans, all with Selfless. And then Derek, Hobby, and the A-Wing with Thread Tracers. It, it is really cool to see Selfless come back in such a way. And I didn't realize Selfless was hyperspace legal. So if you're in range, I believe, 0 to 1 of a yep. friendly, uh, if you take a critical damage, you can give that to another ship. It's, so you can kind of spread kind, those crits um, around. And, and put them on other people's shields. The then... wording is that while another friendly ship at range zero to one defends, you take yeah you take the crit if you're also in the arc. Which is it's a neat ability. We saw it to great effect at the beginning of 2.0 with like wedge and three X wing um, kind of and to the X wing, including Biggs have selfless or wait it would be Biggs. Biggs because dark, he doesn't have a talent slot. Biggs and then an X wing. Um, with Selfless, and then you would have uh, Garvin and Wedge, or 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 another X. It was um, you could like switch it in and out to whatever you prefer, but uh, you kind of use the Selfless to and Bigs to just keep the damage off of Wedge, and then he could stay around longer, and you could still fly it as a block, and you could still not do damage to Wedge, and it was very frustrating. <laughs> it, it, it's a very who are you going to shoot kind of list. Yeah. So this one, I mean, you just, it's 4X, it's 4X wings, which is strong, that can absorb crits on one another, and then an A-wing that, I mean, I like Derek's ability. Hobby has a good ability. And what's the and ability again? For after hobby? you acquire or spend a lock, you may remove one red token from yourself. So he's kind of um, getting rid of locks, he's getting rid of stress, he's getting rid of strain, whatever it is. Yep. And he has Thread Tracers, so... Yeah, getting locks for four X-Wings. And it's all I-3, so that's kind of in the meta right now. I-3s are definitely in the meta. Uh, and uh, so next we have another Rebel list. What do we got here, Dave? Dread Champ. That's cool. I like that name. He is flying Rebels. Hera Sandula with Proton Rockets. Jake Farrell with X-23S Thread Tracers. Shara Bay. Wedge Antilles and Garvin Drace with servo oh, with the S foils. Now, yeah. so is that wet? Yeah. How many of these are A wings? All but Garvin. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, when you don't see the the S foils on Wedge, then you kind of know it's the. A-wing. I guess yeah, that makes sense. That's the only way I've been able to distinguish because this doesn't show the initiatives. A wings are hot right now. Good, good. I'm glad. And um, this is kind of uh, there's a player on Hexiled. But he had Hobby. a 5A-wing list with Hera, Jake, Char, Wedge, and Jan Ors. But this has Garvin in it. And it's a good, like, Shara, if you can get off the shot, really good. Shara needs a lock. Like, you spend a lock to add a 
focus result. Yeah, so you got the Hera and Garvin passing focus passing train going, and when you got those focus laying around, you got these three agility shifts that just always have some kind of token laying around that they can just steal from Hera. It's, it's not easy to take down. And you got these A-wings that hit surprisingly hard, especially Wedge. Wedge is a good ace hunter. He's he's a nice little pocket ace. He's um, kind of remind, reminds me a little bit of Grievous because you, you want to flank with him. It's up to you if you want to go crazy with like putting in for outmaneuver on him, but a naked Wedge is just fine. Yep. So um, next we got... Um, we got Crystal a nasty, nasty little list here. A Crystal Ball Riego. We got uh, three Jedi Knights with Delta 7B. Very hot right now. And we got Anakin Skywalker with R2 and Advanced Proton Torpedoes. Which Anakin is this? Do we know? This is the um, the N1 Anakin. The oh, I figured it would be the Y-Wing. No. <laughs> so maneuverable I, I with three Jedi Knights. I don't think it'd be able to fit. That Y-Wing is so expensive. Is it? I haven't even looked at it in so long. So this is Annie, little Annie. Yeah, no, no, it, no. Oh, oh, little Annie, not not in the Naboo Starfighter. Yeah, that one. Oh, it is that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, baby Annie, the I four. And it's just uh, so you got these um, three Jedi Knights, which are all forty nine points, I believe, and then Anakin Skywalker here is just a great filler, great hard hitting ship. Yeah, there's not much else to say here. Jedi Knight seven Bs were my are also great in extended. Seven B, um, like you see the, these a lot recently. I mean, they have the force. They can double reposition. They got three dice, four at range one. They hit like they trucks. Can, they can just take locks every turn. It does not care and just punch. And they're not. And they got six health. Yeah, not easy to take down. Yeah, they're they're a great, great. Um, piece for the Republic right now. Alright, uh, the um, last uh, last one of the top 16. This is sorry, Juan Pablo Gonzalez with a Severus list, which I mean, has two interesting pieces and one people are tired of seeing. But it's General <laughs> Grievous with Impervium and Solus. Burwer Cret. Gravitic Deflection and Predator. I'm all for him trying, getting this high also, with Burwer and gravitic deflection, like what if, ship is that? So, That's the, a Nantex. Uh, I five Nantex. So the ability is kind of his ability is useless. It's just the I five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His ability is after you perform an attack that hits each friendly ship with calculate on its action bar and a lock on the defender may perform a red calculate action. He's not flying with any ship that can calculate, so he is just taking it for the I five with gravitic deflection. After, while you defend, you may reroll one defense die for each tractor chip in the attack arc. And, uh, yeah, with Predator, because Ken. Yeah, if you get that bullseye. I mean, mostly um, he's just a punching bag. You're just... The weird thing is the gravitic deflection. It's weird because but you're I mean, not it, you're... ensnaring. The so... way I think about it is um, you are being tractored when you tractor yourself. And two dice with reroll is just as good as three dice, right? Are you in your own attack arc? It's uh, it's the attacker's arc. It has nothing. Or um, each track. Oh, yes, true. The... Yes, true. Okay, yes. So he still gets to reroll. Yes, he gets to reroll one defense die. Two with a reroll. That's good. 
I mean, with an I-5, you're tracking yourself probably out into range 3. So, yes, it's it's good. Um, then you have ZAM with Count Dooku, Thermal Detonators, False Transponder Codes, and Hull Upgrade. Alright, say, um, <laughs> say goodbye to ZAM soon. She's going up. Man, I'm Zam. sure she'll still get flown, but crew is definitely going up uh, a lot. They're going to take her crew off to her ship. They're going to treat her like <laughs> Give her the Boba Fett treatment? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, she's an I-5 that can get bonus attacks. Like, that's... Well, when is the... And she I thought the has access up... to Force crew. So I thought the Boba's point's update like, was quite a ways away still. September. Oh. Yeah, so we have till then. But people are still... Um, they're still list building by... Uh, and trying not to take her. Some people... A just lot so of... They're... I mean, just... Uh, you don't see that many... It's amazing. Like, even scrolling through the whole thing, there wasn't that many Django Zams because people are like, I don't want to be the one who takes them. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> That's cool, though. Like, I'll count later, but yeah. And uh, we got Andrew Goldback here, Dave. He's playing your favorite. I was going to say, this is an interesting list. I have never seen one of these ships on the board, but man, this is. Wow, this I like is a cool list. list. Let, let me read it out here. So it's Scum, Fen Rao, naked, old Tarok, naked, and Moralo Ival, everybody. There's a Moralo sighting with Cutthroat, Boba Fett, and Zam Wessel. Hey, there's a Zam. Uh, yeah, I, and that you know that probably works great on this ship. It works amazing. Nice on big 180-degree arc. But what does Moralo do, Dave? Uh, I've got, yeah, I've got Yaz open here. Let me just give me one second... Trandoshan Slaver. Surprisingly enough, he's one of the last ships that I put on the port. Uh, okay, here we go. So, <clears throat> if you would flee, you may spend one charge. If you do, place yourself in reserves instead. At the start of the next planning phase, place yourself within range one of the edge of the play area that you fled from. So, I... <laughs> I, I understand how this works, but I have, again, never tried it, and I've never seen anyone else try it either. I have played it's with just, Moralo. It's just super cheeky. Uh, <laughs> I have played with Moralo a few times. Yeah. Uh, once in a, what it was, Renegades, I think, did the bounty, or Dad's Gaming. Who did the Bounty Hunter Championship? Dad's Gaming. Okay. Um, They did, and you were assigned like a random bounty hunter every week, and you built a list around it. And one week I got Moralo, and it's like, oh, okay. I, I, I just don't understand what the strategy is that you're playing. So, so there's the, especially the new, with the, uh, other the two new guys. talent Cutthroat um, and Boba Fett put together. Boba Fett, you can put him on an obstacle, do a round of shooting at the very beginning of the game, run off the board, and then you spend one of your charges, and then you can kind of come back and just run along the board and do whatever you want. But if you do end up losing Ultrarch or Fen Rao and you're within range 0 to 3, or 1 to 3, you can get Cutthroat to trigger, which will bring one of Maralo Avell's charges back. It's just a cheeky trick. Hmm. You can run off the board three times or four times. And you times. have Sam. So it's like, you... Yeah. You, you can also get those charges back as well, yeah. But you don't want to lose these these Fang Fighters. You only no. got two. <laughs> but you start Moralo like close by on a rock. You fly first. Are you going to shoot the chip with Zam? Are you, like <laughs> you're going to recharge him? If you don't, and then once you recharge him, he'll fly off the board, and the next turn he'll reappear, 
facing forward in another spot, probably behind you now. Where's Morello? Right behind you. <laughs> so it, it's a great, oh man. All I power mean, to this guy. It's not exactly the party bus, but it is funny. It, I like it. <laughs> I, I'm it, telling you, it was probably never a boring game, and you can't like say, oh, that was cheap or anything. No, I, this would be him. really fun to see on stream. Yeah, it's nothing like the new Bosk lists that have been coming out with um, Fen and yeah. Kanan. But uh, next we got Alexander Buff. He this this list I like a lot. I would I would put it on the table if I was flying hyperspace. It's uh, just four X wings, um, and it's just Temin, Jess Pava, Nimi Shireen, and Lieutenant Bastion, all with the S foils. And this is the new Heralds of Hope Temin. I was gonna say new Temin or old Temin. It's a new one. So there there's so many different ways that you could play this list. You can have Jess, Nimi, and Bastion in a block and fly Temin from the other side of the board and kind of have him be a calculate for himself and uh, and a lock every turn. So he's just hitting hard every turn. Or you just stay um, behind everyone in the block. And so so the way it works is at the beginning of um, engagement, he can flip an S-foil on one or any of the ships within range 0 to 3, and you gain a strain, and if you do that, you can get a calculate. So you can take it calculate and a focus you can take a target lock and a focus you can gain calculates um, after k turning so you always have that um, small focus mod and these t70s are pretty chunky and they have all have great abilities so i I like it and uh, alexander buff he was just on fly better as well discussing it and i I was i just finished listening to that today (laughs) so next in the top eight we have sasha I, I want to say Wagner. I don't know where he's from, but the musician in me says wants to say Wagner. Right, right. Wagner uh, with Sasha. I don't know. Anyone know where he's from? Uh, no. I don't. Sorry. Poland, probably. But, okay. So, he's Flying Scum, Boss with Cutthroat, Gamut, Dam, Greedo, Transponder Code. That's the new Bosk Party Bus. You can keep, like, two reinforce. It's good. Uh, Genesis Red, always good to see an M3A. Uh, Cutthroat and Proton Torpedoes. If you don't know what Genesis Red does, he's the um, M3A that when he takes a lock on you, he'll take any green tokens you have. Like, not take, but he'll copy. So if you have a focus and he takes a lock on you, he'll also get the focus in addition to the lock. If you have an evade, he'll get that evade. A joy with cutthroat iron torpedoes. Uh, you probably never used iron torpedoes for what it's worth. What joy does, you spend a charge on an equipped munitions and you reduce their agility. Um, and then Lando Calaveras. We, we're seeing this boss more and more, and this is a, just a good scum salad. Absolutely. Um, what ship is Joy Rekoff? I, I know uh, that, He I... is Fang. Oh, it's, oh, oh, right, 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 right. He's a, one of the least used fangs, but he's a fang. I kept looking for it in the M3A. I thought, for sure. I know it's an M3A. What the hell? I mean, it's more used than CAD, but less used than others. Yeah, so are you asking, you're asking about um, Joy? 
Yeah, yeah. You spend a torpedo charge, and then the opponent's ship rolls one less agility. Yeah, sort of wedge-like. Kind of. You just have to have a torpedo charge. Yeah. Which is why you always see them with ion torpedoes, because they're the cheapest torpedoes. And then you get like four charges, right, or something? Yeah, no, ion torpedo it. is just yeah, two four, charges. No, no, two charges, yeah. Four points, two charges, sorry. So yeah, since ion torpedoes came out, he's... Uh, the only time it's really been worth taking. And since he came down to the same price as the Skull Squadron. Our next, Joel, got first in... Uh, got ranked first in Swiss, but unfortunately, end of top eight. Dave, if you want to take that one. Sure. He is flying the Empire, and he has one, two, three, four, five, six. Wow. Oh, there are, oh, sorry, they're a bit different. So, two Baron of the Empires with Disciplined and X-23S Thread Tracers, and four more Baron of the Empires with Disciplined and Proton Rockets. That's, uh, that's a lot of meatballs there. Holy that, smokes. That is a... That's a tough list. How did he get six in there? That is... Because they're so wicked. cheap. Hmm. Like, it, the list, it is so cheap, each of the barons. Um, and then if you throw Prockets on, it, it's a great list with Discipline 2. So much action economy. Hard to kill. And, I mean, if you kill one, there's five more. They're cheap. It's... It's what we're seeing a lot of. Like, base of Baron is 28. Put a Procket on, which is 5 points. Raises it to 33. Discipline is 1 point, so 34. So you have 4 of those at 34. Hmm. Half of one is 17. And then Thread Tracers 1 are 31 points each. It is a solid, strong list. Yeah, and we will see it again. I, I think I they guess... need to... So that's... that's uh... Six, eight, eight points for a force point, eh? So that because the Inquisitor gets the force point, uh huh, and he's all the way up at thirty six. Wow! And we see that again with Connor. Connor had the exact same list. Mm-hmm. Connor made top four. Yeah, uh, and then we have um, another top four, Jeremy Betch here. Um, he got had Obi Wan Kenobi in the Ada with nothing on him, and he had uh, the three Jedi Knights with seven B. So it's very popular just to take two or three Jedi's with 7B and then just fill out the rest of the list just because of how solid those ships are. And Obi-Wan can support himself spending a, um, a force point for a focus and then still being able to take an evade. It's a very tanky ship. Yeah, that, that one's like pretty simple. You got four, five, six, seven, seven cards on the table, four ships. Just slap it down and have a good time. And we got our, our top table here. We got uh we got your your go to list at the moment of trades. You got your Django oh, Zam there. My God. no, it was go to in the past, and now I'm just playing it often because I'm helping someone practice. And it's funny, this is close to my my go to list, except he had a good bid. Like he wanted to outbid all the other Django Zams, which didn't show up, but. <laughs> Um, it's Django's an- on Django. He has Treacherous, Count Dooku, Thermal Detonators, FTC, Hull, Zam, Treacherous, Thermal, FTC, Hull. It's it's really interesting to see the switch between who you put Dooku on because usually Zam isn't as much 
like isn't the one that you try to shoot down first because of the getting those charges back but i mean because the pilot starts out with two it doesn't really matter who you shoot because um, she's going to get her bonus attack <laughs> if she chooses know, the right one and you know the only difference here dooku i put on zam um but i love treacherous on jam um Jam on Django and Zam. Treacherous is such a strong card, and people don't use it enough. I feel it is very helpful. But yeah, he went for a good bid, great bid. I don't like bids personally when I'm building a list. I look at this and I'm like, oh, I can fit a uh, slave one title and suppressive gunner on Django. <laughs> Count to two hundred, folks. All right, and uh, last but not least, we got Marcel bringing the memes. We got the Dace, <laughs> uh, the Dace bone arm. We got the Teltravura, and we got the Bosk. So two of these ships you never see. Bosk has been making quite the appearance lately, uh, but just, I mean, Dace is the cheapest um, Hawk you can put on the board, and is an I-4, so it can move along with Tel and Bosk, no problem. So we got Dace Bornarm with Protector Gleb, Thermal Detonators, Moldy Crow. Teltravura with Cutthroat, Proton Torpedoes, Ion Cannon, False Transponder Codes, and Hull Upgrade. Bosk with Cutthroat, Gamut Key, Zam Wessel, Greedo, Contraband Cybernetics, and Hull Upgrade. Oh my goodness. And it's all I-4. The I-4 is good. It's a very good for um, if you're taking anything right I now. I mean, it's I-4 above is a good the... place to start. We saw I-3. Like, there's a lot of swarm I-3, so going I-4 is like, I can move after you. Okay. Yeah, and... The cheekiness with Tell, the fact that you can put Cutthroat on him, Tell can just die and come back twice or three times possibly with two hull on him every time. Uh, and he can just spawn on a different side of the board, sort of like Morallo. It's just, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to say it's crazy good because it's Marcel and he's um, a very good pilot and he said he brought it for the memes, but clearly it worked. He brought it for the memes and ended up winning. And I wouldn't say Dace Bornarm was probably put into effect very much. He could with the Ion Cannon on Tell. But it's probably Gleb that... Yeah, it's, it's just it's just the Gleb Carrier. It came the, down to the last shot, though. Yes, it did. I um, mean, I didn't get to catch everything, but I know that uh, he got half on both of the fire sprays. Did he kill one of them? He did at the very end. He needed to. But It, yeah. it was a shot from uh, Dace. Yeah, they he, finished he off Django. It. He deserved it. Marcel hasn't. I haven't seen. Did he do well in any other ones? I know. Uh, I'm not sure. In any of the recent galaxies, anyway. But he brought this. He brought the memes. He took it home. And congratulations, Marcel. Hashtag rigged. <laughs> well, the last time we saw. I mean, we've seen Will in the cut before. And we saw Ryan Stanisuski in the cut before, and they were both in the cut together, and that was where the hashtag rig started, and that and that one Space Jam. But yeah, congratulations, Marcel. Very cool tournament. Nice to see some interesting hyperspace lists pop up. Now we can kind of branch off. Um, I know uh, down here in London, Ontario, we're actually kind of opening up again. Dave, are you planning to go um, to the store for next I would week? like to. I... I wasn't able to call in today, but yeah, I'm going to call in on uh, a break tomorrow and see if I can reserve a table. I think I thought I saw they're only 
allowing four tables, maybe? Did I read that right? Uh, I didn't read too much into it because I know I won't be able to go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So if they're only allowing, if they're only going to open four tables, that's obviously eight players. And they kind of want you to call ahead so that, you know, you don't show up and you can't get in. I think Jay said there will be plenty of space to spread out. Oh, that would be great. But I mean, I, I can't, see, I can't see a ton of people showing up the first week, anyways. But yeah, if I, 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 yeah, if I can get in, I don't see why I wouldn't go. I am itching to play some live games. And I know that you had issues with your local store there, Trace. But have you been able to play like at home or anything? Uh, I have been playing in person every Thursday night. Uh, because one of my good friends is going to LSO, the Lone Star Open. Um, I'll be there judging it. But he's going, and he hasn't gotten a chance to play. Like, he didn't play online at all. He doesn't like using the computer for that because he works in front of a computer. So we've been, like, kind of cramming lists uh, for the past few weeks. So, yeah, been playing in person with him. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, except it's been him, like, trying different lists against my Django Zam. And that's all I've been playing is Django Zam in person. And I feel really bad. I mean, he's like, I'm asking you to. It's like, I know, but I keep winning. <laughs> and I don't want to just keep winning with Django Zam. I feel dirty with it. Um. So this week, he let me play a different list. He's like, I need to... I'm, I'm thinking about taking this one list. Can you play... Another staple of the meta. Can you play the V1s? Like, sure. I don't play Imperials. So I played the uh, Baron Swarm that we saw. And Mm -hmm. won by two points. And I'm like, yeah, this list is strong. Yeah, if you can just pick it up like that and never play Empire and then just win. (laughs) I mean, if you can line up those Prockets and three agility is three agility, then you're not going to have a bad time. (laughs) I am a good flyer. Well, I'm not. I'm not holding anything <laughs> against you. I promise. Well, and you've had a lot of practice with it too. Not with the V1s. I haven't. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, with with the other list. That's why he yeah. would be. You know. You, oh no. He'd be. He'd be hard to. Sorry, you would be hard to beat with it. He he, and he wants me. He's like, he he referred to it as a Super Saiyan training, practicing against something by someone who knows how to fly it so much that eventually he'll play against somebody who like. Hasn't practiced as much with it. Right. Like, oh, I know this. But yeah, I'm I'm looking uh, very forward to when I can play in person again. The thing I'm looking forward to most is getting all cocky because I've been doing so well in these tournaments and then showing up and getting my ass kicked. That's what I, I want to happen. One thing. <laughs> so what happened with the V1s? Because he's flying another semi-swarm um, bumps in real life are so much more complicated <laughs> than TTS. <laughs> Oh, yes. When you uh, have, uh, like, 11 ships all bumping together, it's very complicated to, like, <laughs> do all the, like, okay, you hold this here, I'll move this here, put your finger here, I'll put my finger here, let's that, mark this one, mark this one, mark this one, okay? That is one of the things I'm looking forward to most, um, is just being able to use my new toys. I got I got all these templates and tournament trays, and I haven't been able to use any of them because I got them like right before COVID, and uh, uh, I can't wait to use them and use my new hand painted templates. And can't a, wait. Su- a suggestion for 
everyone listening, if you're thinking of going to in-person play, especially if you're going to use thermal detonators, what you need to do is take a little bit of that blue painter's tape and put it on. And then you drop the two first and you press down that bomb because the painter's tape keeps it on the mat. And then you do the one. But blue painter's tape is great for thermal detonators. Oh, to keep them from sliding. Yep. Right, right. Think about that. I've seen I've seen guys at tournaments, they have that on even on their asteroids. Yeah, I, I have them on my asteroids. And that's why when, like, after, like, the third time, I'm like, okay, mark your ship, I need to drop these thermals. He's like, hold on, let's let's put the painter's tape on it so they just stay. Yeah, that won't wreck anything, so. No, it comes off nice and easy. Yep. So you just, like, uh, fold it in half and then... Just, yep, just a little bit, yep. make it double-sided. It makes it so easy. Have um, Has anyone been able to see the squid in person? Has anyone bought the new squid? I have not been able to see the squid in person. I've seen some amazing pictures on Instagram, though. It looks beautiful. I haven't been to my local shop in a while. I saw some unfortunate poses on Insta- on uh, Facebook with it. <laughs> I saw a really bad one. I think it was <laughs> on a fly better that someone did. Yeah. And just, oh no. Damn it, Chris Allen. Was it Chris Allen? Yeah, he uh, okay. he has these um, these anime yeah. statues, and he was posing <laughs> inappropriately with the squid, and those were quickly um, <laughs> uh, taken down because those went <laughs> a little bit too far. I mean, yeah, we all know the implications of it. But if if you got if you got the statues, you know what to do. You take the pictures, <laughs> you get the karma, you get the upvotes. Um, while we're talking, just, I, so I'm big in, and my wife especially, on the Twitter, like, tabletop community, and there's this great guy I started talking to who plays X-Wing with his kids, and he has a whole different take than what most of us do. I mean, most of us are the 200-point list, right? And he and his kid play more casually. He's like, we just want to set up one night, and they use the, uh, quick build, the like threat stuff. Oh yes, the the like the, the cards that I don't even keep anymore that come yeah. with every ship. And yeah. So that's what he uses. And I remember back when, you know, 2.0 first released, I actually played a threat tournament in a threat tournament. Have y'all ever used the threat cards? I one time when 2.0 first came out, and I I honestly thought it would take off. I thought it would be a thing, but nobody. I, I think a tournament was coming up, and we all went back to practicing, and those that 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 gameplay never came back. But he he brought up the point. He's like, I'm a working single dad, and we just want to play. Like we love the Star Wars games, and we just want to play it. We're a lot more casual, so like instead of going through the points and looking at the app and all this, I just look at the threat. It's like, let's make an eight threat a game, and they just get eight threat each. We have some um, comments in the chat here. Uh, He says, um, uh, for the Leviathan hunt, I would suggest doing a 120-point list instead of 200 and maybe a couple of free shields on the squid. Is that one of the scenarios? Leviathan Hunt? Yes, I think so. It sounds like it. 
sounds like they've, there's been some playing around with it. But, so what do y'all think about that in a casual setting? Like, can X-Wing be more casual? I mean, if you both agree, sure it can. I, I, that's like I, you could even have, you know, a, a specific casual weekend tournament for charity. Like we're just doing threat cards, bring whatever you want. Threat eight. I, I think that a lot of times, especially, I mean, since we're doing the podcast, since we like X-Wing, we are so in that like 200 point, you build that list, you fly in those tournaments. And for people outside of this, like, community just like wanting that could be a good cool thing i just it, it was an interesting take in this ca- like well, playing more casual and especially if you were newer to the game it takes a lot of the um you know a lot of the planning a lot of the list building there's stuff that takes a lot of time when you're new you're you know you're gonna read through every card and consider your options well you just you're just set to play you have your ships and they're ready to go this way you don't have to do the list building at all not really i mean you just you know you pick similar cards right right i i just i just think it's was an interesting like and he goes by a slighter misplay on twitter but great guy and just he's playing with his kid he plays like all the different star wars games with his son um and just an interesting like take on this whole on x-wing because you know uh i'm like okay like what does he like what pilots and he's like we just fool around and pick out the threat cards i'm like oh and at first there's one for every pilot right or is it just ships no it's different pilots yeah Yeah. because i thought yeah i thought someone mentioned to me that if you play that way i think fen rao has afterburners yes he does yeah, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't mind trying that. And uh, yeah, are you, the quick play cards, um, yeah. Ray and the Falcon can take BB-8 Astromech. It's <laughs> there's some some crazy stuff. And but I know um, Darth Vader what, has some crazy upgrades as well. That's what they do, and it's like, oh, that's. That was something new to me that I'm like, oh, people actually play that because, you know, now also great pop, uh, like a uh, shout out to Hexiled and Scott uh, with the full throttle game mode. Yep, they created uh, or he created a, a 45 minute game mode just to uh, play in between games, but it's actually a cool mode. It, I'm not sure how easy it would be to track in real time. Like no, in real you would life. have to get uh, like a minute, a clock. Uh, chess clock? What, thank you. I couldn't think of the game for a second. <laughs> chess clock. I think you can get those. You can do that with your phone. Yeah, I have the app on my phone. Oh. I'm not a nerd or anything. Yeah, we have a podcast about little plastic ships. There's no nerds here. <laughs> I just no, absolutely not. <laughs> but This is serious. I also told uh, his son did a whole uh, YouTube um, like little like review of the uh, Star Wars games and uh, plugging it for him. Oh, how, well, what do you mean? Like all the board games and stuff? Yeah, like it, it was. There's... Sorry, go ahead. 
it and he was he's this young kid who just like reviewed Legion, Imperial Assault and all and X Wing. Have you guys like, down there have you seen shoot, what is it? I think it's called Rebellion. Yes, I have played. It's Rebellion. a board game with all the planets, and yeah, uh, yeah. That, uh, a friend of mine has that, and that is really fun too. But I find it hardly is. anybody knows about it. It takes forever. Oh yes, yes, and it's <laughs> it's uh, so much to set up too. I, I mean, it's like any of the big board games now. Board yeah, games well, just... it's 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 nothing like. Is it Twilight Imperium? That that one's uh, insane. Yes, I've play that on a TTS quite often because I'm not going to play that in real life because <laughs> that's hundreds that and one hundreds has of tokens so many pieces yeah uh, oh it's, it's Arkham like, Horror yeah. have you same have Arkham you Horror yes Arkham, Arkham Horror is great and you can use the app for that one right the old Arkham Horror oh before the app which was like hundreds of pieces and stuff oh I didn't realize I I, I had never heard of it till the app version yeah, we got we got some love for rebellion in the chat here. Cool, cool. From Lapiadon Benari, um, and uh, yeah, the only reason I found out about rebellion, I saw it at Game Chamber. And yeah, I, they have a copy I, on, I read, the, on the free to use shelf there. And I, and I read the box, and yeah, it looks like a lot it, of fun. It was, I read it's fun, like you hide the rebel base, and the Imperials have to find the rebel mm-hmm. base. It, it's great, and I think they made an expansion for it, didn't they? They did. I haven't played it for the expansion. No, um, it's um, I, like I said, it's not the most popular game. I have one friend that he he just loves. He buys every board game that he can, so uh, we've played it a couple times. It definitely takes it's you know I'm sure like any game, it takes some getting used to because it's I found like we've played I played as the rebels and as the imperials, and I found it way easier to be the imperials than I did to be the rebels. Have you all ever played um, Outer Rim? No, but oh, that yeah. I have seen. Uh, it's a little more popular. I, I use the gold dice. Everybody wants the gold dice. Yep, yep. <laughs> I didn't buy it for the gold dice only, but oh, I, I, I have played it a couple times. I've um, heard whispers that there are people here in London that bought it just for the gold dice. <laughs> I, I have played it, um, and I just play with the red dice now. Yeah, in in outer rim, but uh, <laughs> yep. Um, it is a lot of fun, uh, but every time we start up, it does take a while to kind of get into it and um, figure out how to play again. Yeah, because like you have such a like, that's one of those like, hey, let's not play this. How about Outer Rim? And everyone's like, sure. And then you have to read the rules to everybody again. And Yeah, and then um, when you have everybody sitting around, the, the little cards where you pick up your bounties and stuff like that and jobs... Those are a little hard to read. Like you have to pick them up all the time to see which one you want. Um, Luke, I think you're just old. Yeah, that that might be it. <laughs> but I I did play it with um with Brian and uh, Justin on TTS, and that was nice because you just press Alt over top of the cards and just read them whenever you wanted. It, it was a, uh, it's a fun game. I know the uh, the game store where we play up here, uh, Trades. There's the front of the store has it's a store and then the game room is in back and, and the, the previous location was similar, but I, that outer rim, I would, I would go out to get a pop or whatever. And, and the, the store owner would be playing outer rim with someone who didn't have an X-Wing partner or yeah, it, it was, it was out quite a bit. I think it was pretty popular. The really fun thing about outer rim is that there's a solo mode. Oh, there's, I never um, checked it out yet. 
there's an AI deck I did because when I bought it and my wife's like, oh, I'm tired. We just like had our uh, son. She's like, no, no. I'm like, okay, I'll just play it by myself. And so I did it. Um, it's fun. It's, I mean, it's not like playing with other people. How dare you be tired after having a child? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Luke told uh, me it was easy. Yeah, that's that's what I I, I keep telling my wife. <laughs> How dare you be tired? Um. Anyway, yeah, uh, Outer Rim was a good one. Um. I, I still have the box closed up for Crisis Protocol. I have not had a chance to paint minis or do anything with that yet. Oh, Man, when you get around like to just had a kid. Yeah, when you when you get around to painting them, though, you have to. Uh, I, I know he's on YouTube, and I'm following him on Instagram. Sin, Sin, Sinastro, Sinestro, Sinestro. Sinestro. He's one of the painters. Oh my God! Check out his uh, Scarlet Witch and his uh, Deadpool. Only if you want to feel bad about your own painting. <laughs> Love yeah. it. Oh, I forgot. Is Deadpool out now? Uh, it out. looks like it. He's kind of riding a rocket. He is, oh, yeah. I think he came out in like February. Yeah. I, I no, need to pick that oh, up. Well, I thought he... It might. Have, it came out like last month for uh, US. Um, we have some questions in the chat if Crisis Protocol is any good. Do you want to give a, uh, a quick review there, Atreides? I mean, you... it... From... All the games I have played, which I will preference it, it's, it's not many because as I was getting in and getting people excited for it, we had the pandemic. Right. And um, it is a great, fun system. It is not like the tournament, quote unquote, style play. You don't go for that. It exists, but it's more like you have two superhero teams facing off. And you do your objectives, and it's fun. And mixing and matching, like, having the different, like, balance. And there is a balance because there's threat levels. Like, if you're playing one and it's a threat level 17, which is one of the higher ones, that means that all your heroes have to add up two or less than 17. And different heroes have different power levels. But it's great fun. Um, You know, it's... uh. AMG, FFG, slash dice system. So the dice are, you know, not normal dice. There's the crits, wilds, all that on the dice. Um, But no, it's a great objective-based game. And it's just fun. And I love painting it. Like, I've painted... I still have such a backlog. Um, I just finished painting on uh, my beast and Toad, and one other. Who else did I finish? Yeah. But I just finished painting Beast and Toad. I need to paint, like, all my Immortals that, um, um, Inhumans that I have, and, you know, I haven't gone to pick up my Deadpool yet, but I want to paint Scarlet Witch so bad. And is uh, Medusa one of the characters for the Inhumans? Medusa is. Yeah, oh, that's cool. That'd be a good paint. Medusa, uh, Crystal... Lojack, Lojack, Lockjaw, Lockjaw, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. and Black Bolt. I just yeah, think I, if I you really want his yeah. hair red. It would be nice and striking. Mm-hmm. I, I'm looking forward to like the whole reason. Like as soon as I got my desk set up downstairs, not only because I had to make room for my daughter's room, <laughs> but 
and lose my office in the process. But I wanted to set up my desk with cameras and like a painting station. So someday I will get to doing that, and hopefully I'll be able to film it. Painting the uh, the AMG like models. That's why when I heard that they got X wing, I wasn't like concerned. Their models are beautiful, even though you have to paint them. And you know mm-hmm. the Crisis Protocol. It's not again. I'll say it's not a heavy tournament game. But what they do is they release you know cinematic packs. Like they released an ultimate encounter for Thanos, where you have Thanos and it's one versus two people with teams. And Thanos has ultimate encounter has all these special things. There's the ultimate encounter Magneto, ultimate encounter Killmonger. So like they have these encounters. So yeah, it, I'm definitely looking forward to to painting and playing. Um, probably mostly painting because I don't know how many people around here are going to want to to play the game, but. I do have some friends that have been getting more into the miniatures scene. Like, I have a buddy that picked up Bloodborne and the Dark Souls miniatures games and stuff like that. So, might be something that uh, I might be able to um, convince other people to try. If he's looking to get into Legion, I have a uh, <laughs> Rebels set he can buy. Very cheap. With terrain. Oh, he's not as much of a Star Wars geek as we are. Oh, okay. Um, but... Uh, He's, uh, or Legion. Well, you can just paint it up and put it on your shelf. Most of it's unpainted. If I was to get Legion, I'd probably go with CIS. But um, yeah, so Armada, or uh, then there's Armada <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, Armada. Poor Armada. Yeah, poor Armada out of everything. There's such nice models as well, but yeah, I don't know. They it's another game be. I bought, and I, I just I don't like it as much. It doesn't move as fast. It takes longer. I can play two X-Wing games in a night, whereas it That's why me. I was in, like, I wanted to like Legion, but X-Wing just is like, 75 minute game at max, okay, next one, 75 yeah. minute game. Oh, well, well it, yeah, Legion was even worse, right? The, between yeah, the Legion setup like, and the, the, the gameplay, it's, it, that's, it's one, definitely only one game a night. Yeah, if that. Well, the, Jay always lets you stay. The, I, I noticed the Legion guys are there late sometimes. He, he seems, he the, lets our, them finish. Our store let us finish, too. If we ever, I like the skirmish rules for Legion. They went faster. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't. Mm, I probably didn't try that. Five hundred points. Okay. What's the normal point limit? Like it's eight, is it? Eight hundred. Yeah. Oh, back in my day, lists were one hundred points. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, but no, there is great Star Wars stuff. New books coming out soon for the High Republic. Mm, yeah, my maybe, my wife is maybe. actually um, has them on our list. Don't get too attached. To what? The, the High Republic. Republic. <laughs> John Favreau's taken over. He's not a fan. Really? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Well, Kathleen Kennedy's uh, contract's up in October, and it's very likely not getting renewed. That, yeah. I didn't know Favreau wasn't a fan of the High Republic stuff, though. I don't think he's a fan of anything she produced. Oh. Well, it's not, I mean... She didn't really have a hand in it. It's her. It's her. Um, it's it's her reign as head of Lucasfilm, and when the new boss comes in, there's always big changes. True. I mean, true. Didn't didn't uh, Filoni technically make uh, Resistance, and not a lot of people like that. It's true, absolutely. But they kind of took him off it in the middle of the first season. He he created the idea, but then really had no input once uh, 
once the show started going. I still liked it for what it was. And I liked that they actually ended it without giving it a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Um, it had some interesting ships. Again, always great production design and everything Star Wars. I kind of thought I was kind of hoping to see that that Colossus in the last Star Wars movie, but it wasn't. And where else would I get my pink and blue BB-8 clone? Fair, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, speaking of, of TV shows, should we get into some spoilers here? Spoiler territory. Well, we uh, if you're comfortable with it, I'm always good with spoilers. Or I, I I've got things to say about Bad Batch without without spoilers, I mean, even just things I love about it. I haven't watched past the first episode. I'm a bad Star Wars fan right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can uh, still talk. Now about is it a great spoilers. time to get into it because um, binging it is great. I wait every. Uh, Cassie and I wait every three weeks to watch it. Uh, right so now, we have three, three episodes to watch in a row. It is on the list, but our issue is our list is only so long for what we can watch. And it's like, should we watch Bad Batch or something? do something else? And it's always like, oh, let's do something else. Um, but no, we have been bad about that. Well, at least your wife will watch it. My, my wife will not do Star Wars animation. Recently, we've been playing. Um, she's been playing Mass Effect because she's never played it. So that's what our nights have been. Instead of like watching anything, it's we're watching her. I'm watching her play Mass Effect, which is great. Yeah, um, our nights have been Mario Golf. That is a fun, fun game. That's our morning right now because our kids can play. I'm looking forward to more modes, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We just do the standard like pass controller golf right now, but I've tried a battle golf. And yeah, I've that one's intense. There's just bombs everywhere, <laughs> shooting your golf balls everywhere, and it's just like you got to be lucky to you got to be lucky to win that one. What system um, is that on? Uh, Switch. The Switch. Okay. And there's the other uh, mode, speed golf. Speed golf. Where, I played that one. Uh, instead of waiting turns to play regular golf, you're running to your ball, and you all shoot at the same time. <laughs> and it's uh, you can go um, you can go buy like regular golf points, or you can go buy whoever's in the hole first. So you can just like keep hitting it. And it doesn't matter how many times you hit it. Um, or you can play by regular point rules and, and try and aim and do well. And uh, if you do really well in the first round, then the second round you're on a timer and you can't go you can't go right away. You got a bit of a you got to wait oh. a little. You got to wait a second. I will say that I'm, I'm more of a retro gamer, but I have I did go, I I had systems up to the PS2 and a friend who had the Wii. Man. Those golf games are usually great. I, I don't can't I can't imagine how many uh, dollars I spent at bars playing Golden Tee. As a retro gamer, you would like the Switch, just like oh yeah, no Lucas. Uh, Luke was telling me that there's basically you can get everything on it, right? Yeah, emulators for all the old games. And... That's that's the funny thing. Um, before a podcast started, I was talking about Metroid, mm-hmm. and. There's literally no Metroid games to play except for Super Metroid on the Switch. So uh, I booted up my Wii U, and you can get um, a couple of the Game Boy Advance games: um, Zero Mission and Fusion, or um, Metroid Fusion. Fusion. On the Wii U? Yep, uh, and they're just eight. Like uh, it was seven ninety nine or nine ninety nine, but it's still great value because yeah. the new cartridges are like eighty bucks or more. Um, if you want to buy it on eBay, my, like second favorite. So. Uh, Metroid game? Yeah. Or what's your uh, your first favorite? Super? Super. My favorite right now is Zero Mission. Okay. After I beat that, it's just... I don't know. It was something about beating it and then still having more to do. 
in the zero suit just uh just like completely changing gameplay i i just thought it was great uh, i i super metroid now it was the like first metroid game i actually played so mm-hmm. there's that but also it's just such a good game i must admit metroid is not one of the ones I, I i remember it but i don't remember playing it that much as a as a kid mega man was one of my favorites on the nintendo i was not good at mega man so many of them too yeah i like and mega man X. i think that's one of the few ones i've actually then there's the mega man battle network games on the game Boy advance as well those were a completely different style kind of more of an adventure game but anyway sorry i think that we cut you off dave you were you were going to talk about your opinions on Bad Batch oh, yeah, without sorry. kind of spoiling. Oh yeah, sure. So or, everybody knows it's it's a continuation of the Clone Wars. What? So it's <laughs> yeah, it's done in that animation style, but they have gotten so good at it. I was this particularly the episode that was on today. If you're listening, I think it was episode ten. It's Friday today as we're recording. Yeah, that's the one I still need to watch. I just watched okay. the one right before. Well, I'm just going to talk about the animation and like just to mention the scene is not really a spoiler, but if you've, if you've seen it, man, when they come into the planet that this episode takes place on and they're landing their shuttle, the, the foliage, the, the forest is all like autumn colors, you know, oranges and yellows. It looks so great. The animation was just beautiful and lush this week. And even the Foley work, the, the, the sound work, the sound effects, man, the, uh, the, uh, the, the walkers and the cannons moving sounded like right out of the Clone War, uh, Attack of the Clones movie. It's just perfect. I can imagine that sound. So. Oh yeah, and, and the characters Man. are looking so like the the face facial movements. Everything looks just so great. And this, I mean, you're really being able to tell now. Uh, Ten episodes in, the themes of the show are are you know, conformity versus individuality, and there's totally shades of of uh the nazis take over of europe in this episode and how they they just forced other countries to do what they wanted which i mean george lucas was never shy about saying that the imperials were space nazis it's where they how they were based on but they really oh, shaded well really <laughs> yeah really? <laughs> but it's like yeah i won't spoil it but you'll be able to tell right away what i'm talking about there's they're starting to take over their the the boot heel is coming down on the galaxy now yeah and it's getting really I- good I won't spoil anything either, but the last two episodes I watched, um, it brought back my favorite Clone Wars character, oh, and just yeah. the detail—such a great just, scene. Just the detail in in him and um, it, it's, Hunter. It was it was breathtaking. Just uh, just uh, just how much detail they put into him, and just the atmosphere they made him oh, yeah. terrifying. I, 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 oh yeah, he comes off as such a badass. And uh, yeah, so that's all I'm going to say there before I, I give away who it was. But it, it was just so good. I, I actually think like it's the... definitely taking a turn up because there was a few episodes where it was just kind of filler. And I was like, eh, is everything just going to be save Omega here, save Omega here? But, <laughs> yeah, no. I, I just love being in this universe so much. I, I was going to say yeah. like of all the original programming they've got now. So WandaVision, yeah, but... Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki. This is this is my favorite of their new shows, and the fact that there's a lot of episodes and not just six. There's yep. like 16 episodes, and we're halfway through now. Yeah, that that is a good thing. I mean, it's a good time to me, binge Justice. Uh, it it's is a good time to binge. It is. <laughs> and the nice um, thing too is, if you are watching, you've got new stuff on Friday and new stuff on Wednesday. Right, mm-hmm. and I feel like the six episode 
um, trend that they're doing with their Marvel shows is not great. Like, I have a problem with it. It's it, it's it's too it's either too long or too short. Like, what I'm finding with Loki, part of the reason I don't love it is it's very rushed. Like in the movie timeline, it took Loki eight years to turn around his life. In this show, he reads one file and he's instantly, uh, you know, redeemed himself. He spends 10 minutes with someone and they're in love. Like it's, it, it's not mean, earned. It I don't feel it. 10 minutes with someone. It was spending 10 minutes with some variation of him. Right. But I, I, I just, I, I find it rushed. It's, it's going too fast to get where it's going. So I find yeah, it I'm a little gonna, unbelievable. I'm just going to say this now. It's okay that we're spoiling this because I'm I'm literally going through Facebook and Twitter and Marvel is spoiling their own show two days after it aired. <laughs> so, um, Okay, so for Loki, the third episode I felt was like the weakest because they needed to... They, and it feels was that like the train episode? One. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. was the exposition episode, like right, right. explaining a lot. Like you would get that if you were watching it as a movie, like your regular two hour or so movie. You would get that maybe at the hour mark, and it would take maybe in movie terms like 20 minutes or 15 minutes. But you don't fully remember that because it was right in the middle of the movie, and you remember the beginning action and the ending action, and that middle exposition leads it. With a TV show, you're now putting that in a full episode that you're releasing each week. There's only six and you need that full episode to explain everything. So it's like, it's always the weakest. And then you have a week to think about it. I find it inconsistent too, where like, like Loki's a God one week, he's getting beat up by humans. The next week he has his powers again. One week he's stopping a building from falling 20 minutes. Uh, they can't get their way. They can't make their way out of an office. Like it's, he's well, a great actor. Powers, there is a lot of good stuff in it, but I, I think it's a weaker. Aren't one. working in the TVA. That's yeah. The, in, in the actual offices. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. I get yeah. why it's not working there, but, but there are other fights uh, out and about where yes. he should just be demolishing people. Like, I mean, he fought ice, Sophie. ice giants and now he's, I mean, did he though? Up. He would trick. Okay. He did. <laughs> But he does have like power, and he does have daggers, and he does have. He can you know, he can this. keep he can fight with Asgardians. That means like he should be able to take out any human from Earth. Or Lamentus one. Right. Lamentus one. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a. I don't hide it. I'm a huge Marvel fanboy. Oh, I'm and, right there with oh, you. Oh, Jen, I love them too. <laughs> I, if, if I don't love everything, okay. maybe, but and, and I, I have personally loved. I have personally loved everything that's come out of this i respect all of your opinions but i am oogly googly over this entire show well, and let's my wife fair for some she has told me she doesn't have a crush on tom Hilston, but for some reason she loves loki and she fair. doesn't know why well to keep the good um, vibes flowing the show looks beautiful i love the inside of the tva i love oh that is amazing yeah. okay so my complaint i i should I love the show too, and I'm a huge Marvel fanboy. My complaint was more of a Marvel fanboy, just as a like. I wish it could be like that third episode each time. That's like third episode that just needs to be better. <laughs> I think that like, it went, yeah. When you say the six episodes is not working, I think because you're because you're getting too much of a movie. Like it's all it's almost like two movies, but still, yeah. Like I, I, like it almost should be eight episodes, maybe. I feel eight would be better. Then you don't need a full episode of filler. I, I personally like this a lot more than the 
nine half hour episodes. I yes. Or twenty minute episodes from <laughs> well, WandaVision. Or, or even the that um, was, that I you was know what hard. I really didn't like was the, the length and amount of episodes of the Netflix Marvel shows. Because they, they suffered that same problem, but even longer. Yeah, too many. Times. Like they were doing twelve or thirteen and that was too many. Thirteen episodes and they were all an hour long. It's like yeah. and, and rewatching them is a bit of a pain because yes. it's just so long. There's a lot There's going too on that you much don't need. Exposition. Yeah. It's, it's like, mean, do you want to watch another episode? Uh we should probably go to bed. <laughs> it, it's a lot and it's a lot like Game of Thrones sometimes, you know. When Game of Thrones didn't have the good pacing it did, like early seasons had great pacing, and then later seasons didn't because it's like, okay, you're just expanding things way too long to fit the episode count. I, I'm enjoying Loki. I, I enjoyed this past episode immensely, and I love seeing the ending, that after credit scene. Oh, yes, I'm very excited to see what happens next week now. I'm glad I waited to the end of the credits. Even <laughs> in the uh, that last fight when they're in the... You know, in Time the in first. the room, in the throne room, I guess. Yes. Um, that's that's spectacular looking. Those 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 timekeepers look great. I mean, okay, are we gonna get Kang? What do you? I in the TV show, I don't know. I mean, he's obviously been cast, right? The, the, he has been cast, Jonathan in, Majors. Yeah, but uh, like the other thing with the show is another, they they that never might just give be another you, Loki pulling the strings. I've heard that too, but you also never like. You know, we never got Doctor Who or Doctor. We never got Doctor Strange in WandaVision. We so never actually, did see the. Did y'all hear that? about they re-released the last episode of WandaVision? I heard that they kind of ch- changed some of the end they credit ch- scene. Yeah. Oh, what? I need to go watch it now. They cha- like, well, right now. it's not big. Bye. It's not big. <laughs> it's they changed a few trees in places, and there's something floating through the air. Yes, yeah, I I heard that. Yeah, but some a lot of people are saying maybe it's White Vision. I didn't I didn't go back and watch it. I, I didn't go back and watch it yet either. If they I can just... fix that, then they can fix other things like Mandalorian because there was a lot of complaints about Luke CGI. They don't need to keep changing. I know they they even went back and and removed something from one of the like I guess there was a an extra in one of the Mandalorian. Yes, there episodes. was an extra. Like, yeah, who cares? Extra guy you know? just like regular jeans sticking out. Big deal. The corner. But supposedly, why they changed the WandaVision was because that scene is going to factor into oh, okay. Doctor Strange, and they wanted to like make it perfect, like that is the actual scene from Doctor Strange. Okay. Is it after she leaves the house or when she's in the woods? When, when she's, she's in, in the woods. woods. Oh, okay. Yeah the uh, the mid credit scene is what you're looking for that they made some changes to. Yeah, because that they made that nice and creepy. I liked it with oh. the dark hole there. Actually, that's uh, I was thinking of her in that end scene when um, when I mentioned Sinestro's uh, paint job on the the Scarlet Witch mod, uh, mini. She's doing all her magic, and it's kind of floating around her. It looks it looks just amazing. That reminds me. Uh, I know, Dave. We were doing that the Mandalorian recap stuff before. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if you wanted to get back into that, or if we sure, wanted. Yeah, we can do stuff uh, like that again uh, too. Justice, if you wanted to join us for any of those like mini review things, kind of just. I'm not sure if we want to go back to an old show or if we want to recap a new show, but that was kind of fun. Actually, we could, yeah, we could do the Bad Batch once it's done or start, you know, yeah, like, I guess, yeah, I mean, it doesn't always have to be an ep- a straight episode, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I, I mean, of, of our show, like, you know, have a guest on, review some tournament. Like, we can't, yeah, we can mix it up. Uh, I'm putting some questions together for another trivia episode, too. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that as well. But yeah, we got some great stuff with Loki. We got some great stuff with Bad Batch. We got one more episode to watch. 
yeah, it's uh, do we kind of want to uh, end it? Do we have any shout outs this week? Actually, since it was a casual episode, I have quite a few shout outs that I wanted to do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wasn't sure if you want to like mention your podcast and a bunch uh, of other stuff. Yeah, I'll mention mine too. Uh, that wasn't on the top of my mind, but I, wa- I wanted to bring up the uh, Ewok Squadron um, Instagram. So we're way over a hundred. Fo- we're up to one hundred and twenty-five followers, and I wanted to shout out oh, some of the awesome. some of the guys that we're following. Uh, one of them, one or two, have been guests here. But uh, if, so, if you're on Instagram, you should definitely be following Utah Competitive X Wing. They always post great action shots of their games they have great paint repaints um and uh they post a lot is they're they're uh, almost a daily poster dutch vander 77 also some great posts and repaints uh the guys at x-wing underscore first edition they have a lot of great pictures they're still flying all their first edition ships and cards it's kind of neat to look at that old stuff and there's another one i wanted to mention they have. Uh, I, I'm going to try to find out how to buy some of their stuff. Uh, Metal X-wing cards on Instagram, and they post pictures of their new, uh, whatever cards they're up to. It's great stuff. And uh, I have one Metal X-wing. Oh, card, do you? Is it, I will treasure it from them. Yeah, it's good-looking good stuff. And I, um, I got it from um, from the uh, the Gong Squadron tournament. I got a Metal Annie, like the N1 Annie. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, that's cool. And the other side is Padme, and it's cut out, so it's the shape of the N1 on the one side of the card. It's really neat. Nice. Some of them look like they are like a, have a little texture to them as well. <clears throat> and uh, if they're listening, Rogue Outpost, you don't post enough. You have great pictures, but so few. Let's get some more out there. <clears throat> and uh, and uh, a couple that we brought up, uh, Nintendo earlier. I wanted to mention a couple podcasts I'm listening to that are fun. Nestalgia, so it's like nostalgia, you know, it's kind of a play on words. They're going through <clears throat> the original NES catalog and reviewing every game chronologically. It's kind of fun to listen to them. There's a lot of games that don't hold up and they don't they don't hold back on their opinions. Um, but we're all big boys, we can take it. And uh, I was on the Phantom Galaxy podcast again. And they do a lot of uh, guys who listen to our show might be into it. They're mostly fantasy, sci-fi, and animation. And uh, they do a lot of good stuff there. We just reviewed X-Files Season 2. That's it for my shout-outs. Oh, and right. I, I'll, I'll mention my show, too, <laughs> since you mentioned it. Uh, you can also catch me blabbing away about horror movies on the Great Fright North podcast on uh, Spotify or Podbean or Listen Now. Yeah, I've given you uh, a few suggestions. I've been kind of dabbling in the horror movies again. Yeah, I watched um, the trailer for that Empty Man, but we haven't got around to it yet. I got. I, I also have a, a giant list of people suggesting me things. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, Ladrian in the chat here says uh, someone named uh, Laurel is uh, made the Annie card on Etsy. Oh, great. Uh, L-O-O-R-Y-L. So I will... Um, check out the etsy store there thank you um any uh, any shout outs there uh justice i want to shout out again um this youtube channel it is slight misplay um his son posted a review of star wars games and it, it was great to see a young kid get involved um i am heavily involved with kids in gaming recently so seeing a young kid like love these games that we love too was great and uh, 
want to encourage that. So if you can go check out his video, um, slight misplay on YouTube. Um, he also does some painting um, himself, but his son, I want to encourage to go see that. Um, also, shout out for my wife's blog, uh, CordDnd.com. That's C-O-R-D-E-D-N-D.com. We do um, a D&D blog where we're playing as a family. Uh, my, I'm the DM. My wife plays, and it's for my daughter and son. My son sometimes plays. He's still a little too young to fully get into it, but he plays sometimes. But it was to build my daughter's confidence, and we love the family thing about it. So we've been doing a blog about it, and you know we're big into uh, role-playing games for kids, getting role-playing games for kids and teaching kids how to do it and working on social skills and education through role-playing games. Um, so check out that blog if you can. Uh, those are my two main shout-outs. Oh, if you are into d and I have one more shout-out, and that's for a D&D podcast that's going to be starting on the 11th called The Night Shift. Hmm. That's all the information I-, I have right now, but uh, <clears throat> a good friend uh, named T-Bob Bear plays in it. Um, he's a radio personality over here, um, and it looks funny. Yeah, I just um, that's awesome. I I just posted the the link to the Etsy store where that metal card is, so you guys can oh, take a cool. look. Um, yeah, I I guess uh, my shoutouts are my latest addiction to the Metroid series. I've been trying to catch up before Metroid Dread is, comes out in October. I'm very excited for that. So I'm, I'm working my way through Super Metroid at the moment. And uh, shout out to my wife for our anniversary tomorrow. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Is this going to be uh, like a simple, it's like our five year, but we're just going to do like a simple at home, um, order some nice Greek food. Oh, nice. Uh, from uh, that place on Adelaide? Uh, Mykonos. Yes, yes, Mykonos. Yes, great, great place. My mother-in-law's favorite restaurant in London. That's my mom's favorite place. Yeah, those are kind of uh, my shout-outs, my latest addiction, and uh, some cool family stuff. And a shout-out for our next uh, podcast. Oh, yes, mention that. uh, Our next podcast, we will have a special guest on. um, Back to our usual guest, I guess. Um, But it is a judge for this Lone Star. Not just the judge, the marshal, T.O., for the Lone Star Open down in Dallas in a, at the end of July, um, Brent Wong, he has judged Worlds and all that. He has agreed to come on and talk about X-Wing rulings and all that. So if you got any questions, send them. Uh, I think yes. we're doing that in a, just a few days, right? On the 5th? Yes. So, yeah, anyone listening, I mean, right now, but if you have any X-Wing rules questions, definitely hit us up then. Send them in. Yeah, um, so for the uh, description of this podcast, when I upload it, I will, uh, or I guess if that's, um, I guess you only have this weekend to send anything in. Yeah. Yeah, so oh. literally point, two days. But... <clears throat> I, I can still post a link to our Discord. Yeah. And 